Hi guys, you are now listening to episode 24 of the No Shame In My Name podcast. It's such an honour to be back. I'm your host, Juliana, and today we're joined by a special guest. Nana. Hey, Nana. How have you been? I've been well, yeah. It seems like the weather's turned a little bit, but I'm still in uh, good spirits, so I'm excited to come on to your podcast. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Can you, like, quickly, briefly, like, introduce yourself, share with the people who you are and what you do? Sure. My name is Nana Orleans Emisa. I am a brand and communication strategist. I'm also the founder of Found Art, a weekly conversation on Instagram, which looks at where art is found and where it mingles on the African continent. No, that's sick. And you're you're also my can I still say that you are my mentor or you've been my mentor? <laughs> I mean, our formal arrangement is over, but um, it's been just such a pleasure uh, to work with you and just to see you flourish and to um, be a part of an idea that we talked about a couple of years ago and to see it come to fruition mm-hmm. with such success. So I'm extremely proud of you. And um, yeah, the honor is mine that you get to call me a mentor. Thank you. You're having me blushing. Oh. <laughs> right, um, I'm just going to go go straight ahead with the first question that I ask everyone, which is, what name are you bringing to the podcast? So the name I'm bringing to the podcast is Nana. When you like when we initially corresponded, I guess you said you wanted to bring the full, I guess you said house version. Is that still the case? Well, so Nana is. Um, one third of three names that we call in Ghana, um, your Ufiezin, your, your name at home, which means your true name. And the full, I guess, triple phrase is Ama Koko Nana. Ama because I'm a girl born on a Saturday. Koko because I'm named after my great grand, my grandmother rather, whose um, lineage came from Aneho, which is now Togo, and Nana because that is the name that, when it's spoken correctly, makes me feel most seen, most um, valued, and most at home. Wow, you've just broken down your name in such simple but detailed as well. Like, have you always known this? Um, although I was born in Germany, I am Ghanaian and I'm from the Akan linguistic and cultural family. So that is a group of um, kingdoms actually that are in the southern part of Ghana, southern and central part of Ghana. And as a Fanti, coming from the Fanti kingdom, you have a day name. So the day you're born, you already have a name. And those names are linked to busum or deities. And so I've always known that Ama meant Saturday because everybody knows that, right? But I've always known that my name was special, Nana, because I'm named after my grandmother and actually my paternal grandmother. All of my father's siblings would never just call me Nana. They would call me Minana, as in my mother, uh, because I was mm. after their mother. So I always knew that my name was sort of special because it was um, given a reverence that had nothing to do with me specifically, but because I was named after this incredible woman who was my grandmother. But I've also always been very um, interested in the etymology of names and language, primarily because I think there's so much history in it. You can tell where someone's from because of their name, what, what, what kingdom they come from. You can tell what day of the week they were born. You can tell whether they're a twin. You can tell what branch of the family they're from. I mean, you can tell so much. And so 
you know, you don't call people's name carelessly um, in Ghana. I mean, it's it's really important that you pronounce the name correctly, and um, because that's a form of respect, and it's also a form of acknowledgement. Um, because if you mispronounce the name, that's then you're calling somebody else. You know, and often because we are named after people, we're named after an illustrious grandmother or relative or somebody who is successful, you're also calling on the spirit of that person. Um, so, you know, I think when you grow up in that culture, your name is super important. And I think also because of the power of that, there's the distinction between what you call in your home name and, um, and sometimes your biblical name. So traditionally we didn't have European or biblical names, but then with the advent of colonialism, if you wanted your children to be educated, or if you wanted to be favored by the colonial powers, then you converted to Christianity. And so then you would have a Christian first name. So my Christian first name is Rebecca, also named after my uh, grandmother. But while I use that, or I used to use that often on, you know, formal and government, um, or official, um, you know, papers, my actual name is Nana. I, I feel like those who know how to pronounce that name and who call me that name know me best. And when the full triple phrase of my name is used, Amakoko Nana, it can either mean welcome home, I haven't seen you in a long time, or it can mean I'm really in trouble. You know? So <laughs> you know what I mean. Like when they call your full names, Amakoko Nana, you're like, oh, you know? <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, and I'm a grown woman. So sometimes when people say that, it's like, um, yes, what? What has, what has happened? This is just the joy and the beauty of language, right? And names that just by calling my name, my full name, you can say, I have missed you. I haven't seen you for a long time. Let me address you by the full compliment of your name. And let me let you know that I see you and I welcome you back, you know, or I really see you. And as a five-year-old who's put her hand in the cookie jar, let me tell you that I see you and your punishment's on its way. You know what I mean? But there's something um, very affirming about it. Well, I knew you would just go in. Like. <laughs> you know me, Juliana. I don't do chit chat. I like to get into the deep, 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 deepness of it. <laughs> now, um, you mentioned that you were born in um, Germany. In Germany, did you go by Rebecca? We left when I was just over one. Um, so I'm sure that on my, you know, official papers, people called me, um, Rebecca, but I mean, I was a baby, so I was mainly at home with my mom and I'm sure they called me Nana because I didn't really know anything else. I mean, I didn't know to be called Rebecca until we moved to Japan and, um, and I was called that even at school, you know, I was in Ghana, I was called Nana. That's, that's how I was known. I know you as Nana. I mean, starting your career as like in the creative brand communications world, mm -hmm. did you always begin as um, Nana? Absolutely. Did you begin Rebecca? Yeah. No, or you began I, as Nana? No, I began as Nana. Uh, I didn't move here until I was in my 20s. I mean, I'd been to boarding school here, but I didn't move here to start my or continue my career until I was in my 20s. And I had then by then spent a couple of years in Ghana where everybody called me Nana. And so when I arrived, I just couldn't be bothered to explain that I also have another name called, Re you know, that's Rebecca. And so I've always been known as, as, as Nana. And depending on what people call me, I'll know where they know me from. So if they call me Rebecca or Becca, then I know they probably know me either from my time in Tokyo or in boarding school and everybody else, uh, 
either they've known me since I was at university or working, or they know me as part of the family. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I want to make a point, which is that you call me Nana and my name is yeah, Nana. Nana. You're and, um, yeah, I, I want to make that distinction because in Ghana, there are three names, um, that are, that, that, that are similar. So there's Nana, Dada, right? It's Nana. That's the beat of it. It's a prefix, which means queen or king. And it normally precedes your day name, like Nanama, Nanequa, Nanesi. Yeah. And there's Nana, Dada, right? And that is yeah. another name. But my specific name is Nana. And it's pretty rare. Um, I only know one other person who's alive that has that name and they are also Fanti. And what I specifically love about my name is that it is a beat. So it is, um, mm -mm. yeah, that's, that's my name. I love that, but it's also musical. So for those of you who are musical, it's, um, a perfect cadence. It's five to one, which I just love, but also the name Nana means, um, or I've been told that it means Minanana my mother's mother. So I was named Mm -hmm. after my grandmother. I really love that because it suggests that she was named after her grandmother. And so it feels like I come from a lineage of women, um, who are being recognized. And I think that's specifically important because the Fantis are matrilineal, which means we inherit from the mother. So you are recognized based on your link through the mother, not the father. And I love that because for me, that's a natural truth. Only a woman knows that she is the parent of a child because she carries the child. The woman knows that's her child because she gives birth to it. The baby's in her stomach, in her womb, and it comes out, right? Whereas there could be a doubt with the man. And so I really love the fact that we're matrilineal. And I love the fact that there is this uh, linkage to my ancestral grandmothers and that I, I know that I come from a long line of women in a home and that we have survived it. Do you know what I mean? We've survived the times and the name has been handed down. So I really, I love my name. I feel like I'm just like not taking it seriously from the fact that I've been calling you, I say just Nana. Like it used to be a huge thing for me. I've really mellowed. But if you'd met me 10 years ago and called me Nana, I would have been like Nana. And we would have gone back and forth, back and forth until you got it right. Because I was uncompromising. I was like, that's not my name. And so if you want me to do something, then it's better that you call me my name because otherwise you're speaking to somebody else. But in old age with some grays, I've mellowed, but my name is Nana. What changed? Like, Did something specific happen? I don't think anything specific happened. I think I have a very strong sense of who I am. And I also think that people who don't pronounce my name, that's on them. And that says more about them than it does about me. Um, And also I have other things to think about. And I'm not willing to have the conversation 50 times anymore um, with people who are not willing to hear. It's not complicated, right? My name is two letters. It's N-A-A-N-A. So it's just N and an A in combination. Five letters, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not complicated. Um, it's got an intonation, but that's just about where you stress it. And, it, you know, it's not difficult. It's just whether you're willing to hear um, and open your ears to a new sound. You know, it's like listening to jazz for the first time or high life for the first time or hip life for the first time or Afrobeats for the first time. Yeah, it might be a little different, but it's music. And if you want to listen, you will. 
so you, we're gonna you're gonna have to teach me now like let's teach, <laughs> you need to. so I always like to think of it as like beat nana 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 so it goes and it's yeah. like a scooping it's like mm, 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 mm. do you know what I mean so it's uh, both a beat yeah. and a musicality and I mean that's pretty cool nana Nah, yeah. nah. you're getting there you're getting there nah, I'm gonna be practicing after this <laughs> I love that you're gonna practice it but yeah that's my name I wanted to touch on just how hearing people pronounce your name like you said that you feel seen when I guess or you can tell where people know you from depending on what they call you mm-hmm. um I wanted to ask like LinkedIn have introduced a new feature that allows people users to tell I guess the network how their name ought to be pronounced Mm -hmm. what do you think of this like do you think it's beneficial will you be using it um yeah I just wanted to ask about that so first of all I love the fact that you always teach me something I mean I know you mentioned that I was your mentor but right from the get-go I was like oh Juliana you are just making me cool like you're making this 42 year old you know, just part of the, of, of, of regular conversation and upping my street cred immensely. So no, I didn't know that Lynn had that, but I will absolutely pretend that I did. And I will use it in my everyday conversation as if I was hip to it, but I think it is important. I think that, um, the idea that we center European names and somehow that as the standard is wrong because the world isn't Europe. It isn't Anglo-Saxon. The world is the world, right? There are people with Japanese, Chinese, Greek, Korean, Sami, Inuit, First Nation, you know, African names and, and, and Arabic names. And why shouldn't we know how to pronounce them? If nothing else, it exercises our brains. It gives our mouths and our senses an expansion. And so I think that's a really important thing. And I think that when you're addressing someone and you don't know them, and the first thing you do is get their name wrong, it just puts you on a bad foot. Either they're gracious and they're like, oh no, it's not a problem. Or they're upset and they're not telling you that. And so subconsciously they already think that you are lazy or, um, myopic. And so I think it's super important because most names around the world, even Anglo-Saxon names have a meaning. Biblical names certainly do, although it may not be front and center of how people carry themselves in the West. Um, that history exists. We name in order to recognize, we name in order to make familiar, we name in order to, um, to ingest right? To make things a part of us. And that is, I mean, without getting biblical, that is the reason why in the Bible, they talk about God giving Adam the right to name all the plants and the animals, not just to be, to have dominion over them, but to recognize them, to see them as part of the creation of God, right? So I, I really have a strong, as you can tell, uh, um, passion for, understanding that people's names are central to their existence and that often it comes from a history, often that it tells a story, um, and that we must respect that. So if this is a first step in helping people understand how to pronounce people's names, then I'm all for it because often the names are really quite simple, right? <laughs> yeah. And the names are often spelt using the Roman alphabet. And it's like, did you not do phonetics? Cause <laughs> I just don't have patience. It's like, break it down. 
when you don't know a word, what do you do? You break it down into its phonetical bits and then you add it together. It's not complicated. So uh, quite frankly, when people are like, Oh, but I don't know how to say it. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just I have nothing to say that is going to be nice. And my mother said, if you have nothing nice to say, keep your mouth shut. So I will just give you the evil eye because I'm like, it's just laziness. And it's a centering of other, of, of cultures that believe that they are more important, um, more valuable and more normal than everyone else. But that's just not true. Those are not the facts of the world. So like people need to fix up. It's 2020 fix up. If this year has not taught you anything, then I don't know what to tell you. I wanted to, um, I don't know, am I allowed to talk about unreleased material? Because I know you sent me that poem a few Ooh, months ago. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes, you are. I, I don't actually have it quite to hand. Cool. I, I looked at the final, I guess, three words, and I don't know if it's going to change, but you wrote, my names have been worn before me, wandered free, do not call me carelessly. Mm-hmm. Um can you just talk to me more about why you decided to write that poem? I think you called it What's in a Name. There's so many, I guess, metaphors that I see running through and threads of like just this ode to your um, ancestors. And yeah, it's very, po- yeah, I guess it's a poem. It's very poetic the way you write it. It's very beautiful. But yeah, can you just tell me more about your intentions of yeah. writing that poem? I mean, um, The poem came out of a challenge that I took up in April. So right in the thick of lockdown, I, um, for the first time, decided to take up the 30 by 30 National Poetry Writing Month challenge where you write a poem a day. And the prompt for that particular day was to write about your name. And I have a long name. So my full name is Rebecca Irene Ama Coco Nana. And my last name is Orleans Emisa. It's a mouthful. I thought about the fact that actually I was given the full compliment of my grandmother's name. So she was Rebecca Esikokonana Orleans Emisa. She was born Rebecca Orleans, married my grandfather, Mr. Emisa, became Rebecca Orleans Emisa. And she was called Esikoko, Esi because she was born on Sunday, Koko again because she came from Atneho, Nana, I guess, because she was named after her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And um, Orleans Emisa. And it made me think about how I got that name and the fact that, you know, Rebecca is a biblical name and she was, she was, um, she was a bit of a badass, you know, she was just living her life, going to collect some water at the well. And there was this sort of silent test in which she didn't even know she was being tested. Um, but because of the goodness in her heart, she, um, offered up the water and ended up, um, being betrothed to, I want to say Jacob. Um, I think Isaac. Oh my goodness. There, there falls my biblical knowledge. Um, and I love the name that, uh, the, the fact that I was named after my mother, Irene, and it's a Greek name. She was born in 1946, just after the war. And Irene means peace. And so she was named for the peace that had come to the world after the war. Right. Um, I've told you about, I'm a girl born on Saturday, Coco. Uh, again, because there was a part of, of Ghana, Aneho, which was then added to Togo in the 19th century when the British and the Germans carved up West Africa. And so I kind of just um, 
went through each of my names and the fact that, you know, my last name is Orleans Emisa, Orléans Emisa, and Orléans is a French name. And the fact that part of my history is with definitely a slave trader, if not somebody in the colonial service. I think it's just really important that I honor all of those things, even though there are terrible acts of violence and contradictions in it. So I'm a proud Ghanaian woman, and there is a part of my history which is yoked to European brutality. That's how it is. All of these names had stories. like They weren't just made for me, right? So Rebecca comes from biblical times. Irene comes from the Greek, right? Emma comes from the Akan deities. Orléans is a place in France. Emisa, I love because originally my dad's side of the family were called Karl, K-A-R-L, a German name. And one of my forefathers was like, I don't want to have a European name. I'm going to have a Ghanaian name. And so named us after a river, the Emisa River, which um, flows through part of where we come from in Cape Coast. And so when I say that, you know, my names have been worn before. Other people have had these names. Other lives have been lived in these names. Other dreams, other hopes have been, have been realized or have, been, or have failed. And I think it's really important to remember that we don't come into this world entirely alone. We come into this world with the history of our names and the history of our people, mm-hmm. you know? And that history mm-hmm. is free. It isn't just a history of bondage, of, of misery. Um, there's a lot of integrity and dignity and fierce independence, which comes with that. And I think it's important to name it. And so, you know, when I say that other people have worn these names, other people have been free in these names, do not call me carelessly. I'm asking you to respect me as an individual, as a woman, as a Ghanaian woman, as a Fanti woman, and as a black woman. And I think all of those things are important. When I wrote the poem, it was a kind of revelation even to me, because, you know, you start the poem and you don't quite know where it's going to go. And it's still a work in progress. Um, and I might be able to share it, uh, in the coming weeks with you. Um, but I think it's, yeah, I think it's important that we we stand in the fullness of who we are because our parents and our forefathers and our grandparents named us for a reason. We didn't just come into the world nameless. That's why we have naming ceremonies. That's why we pour libation to call the ancestors because, you know, we are valuable, not just to those who love us now, but those who came before us and those who will come after us. We are part of a fabric of community. And so I think the first, the first experience of respect, once you look somebody in the eye, is to say their name correctly. Do you, I'm just intrigued, like, does everyone in your family know, know the wealth of like, the history of, I guess, your forefathers, your grandfathers, your grandmother? Because it seems, I don't know, you just seem to have this like, detailed 
awareness in lots of ways because you know we're a big Ghanaian family and we have lots of folklore and we understand that day names mean things but also because it's in in the blood I mean I think I've got a specific interest because I'm a writer and because I'm a historian and so I really want to understand that and I and I also want to say that you know for example I'm the only one in my family with the last name Orleans Emisa so my parents were Mr. and Mrs. Emisa my brothers are Mr. Emisa uh Mm-hmm. But I'm Orleans Emisa because I have the full complement of my grandmother's name. So um, when I was married, I didn't change it because it's such a unique name. And it's important for me that it it continues. So I think that I've always felt it important to understand why I was named um, so especially in the family. And I think that we, especially with my grandmother, were, were aware of how important she was. She, you know, she had se- she actually had eight children, one of whom died quite young. But of her four sons, three of them named their first daughters um, after her. So there are other mm-hmm. women in the family, right? But none of them are Orlean Zemisa. And none of them are called Nana. I think we know it instinctively, or we've absorbed it by osmosis, but I think that I want to I want to tease it apart and share it with the world and s- tell our story and mark it down for posterity because you know mm-hmm. we're a large family and we travel like everyone else, and so who knows where um, the next generation are going to settle? And I think that especially for those of us who aren't necessarily born on the continent or not born with parents who remember or are able to articulate the history and the weight of our names. It's important that we have a written record so that we can go back and find it should we want to. So you need to write a book then. I'm waiting for that book to come out. Oh, wow. No pressure. Listen, I just wrote one poem that I haven't finished editing and and we're now (laughs) in a book. I (laughs) like no pressure, but yeah. I would be honestly like, to read that book that's I don't know you probably got it written already um no it's not written but I mean there are other things in the works but um yeah yeah we'll see a lot of people that I've spoken to so far they've spoken about their experiences maybe in school in England growing up and like how I guess maybe teachers or I don't know people might mispronounce their names I'm just intrigued like you growing up in the schooling system, was it that in Ghana? And so was there no difficulties there with people pronouncing your name? Well, it's really interesting because I mean, even in Ghana, people do have difficulties pronouncing my name. So the common names are Nana and Nana, but my version uh, Nana is pretty rare. And often people are like, are you sure? And I'm like, deadly. Uh, and so I'm often questioned about it in Ghana even, but I think my parents were in hindsight, pretty, protective. So when we were moving to Japan, they decided that I should be called Rebecca in school, partly because in Japan, Nana means the number seven, and they worried that I would be teased. Um, And so I was called Rebecca at school, both in Japan and in the UK. So I never really had a problem in that way. Um, And you know, when people called me Nana, typically my family, that also really worked because then I knew I was safe and at home and these were the people who knew me best. So I really never had that experience growing up of, um, of being teased in terms of my name, but certainly there were a lot of people who mispronounced my name, you know, the usual joke, Oh, banana. And I'm like, wow. I mean, 
is that the best you can do? I also just think it's a strange thing to make fun of someone's name. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, we're not going to be friends because you, you try and belittle me. That That's not how this works. So if you want to break the ice, then talk about the weather. That's why that conversation is available. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I find it so odd. I don't know why you would do that and then think that we're then going to be buddies. That That's not how that works. No. Um, so because I felt that it was important for people to say my name correctly. And it was something that I was always correcting people on. I definitely was the kind of person who would say, so how do you say your name? What is your actual name? You know? So I definitely was one of those, um, agitators and, you know, protesters for other people's name, even when they didn't care. I definitely mm-hmm. am one of those people that, um, will often ask, what's your name? What does it mean? Where is it from? Because I know that my name is precious and it's important to me. And so I'd like to extend the same respect to other people. And also just ask people, what would you like me to call you? Oh, just no, but what mm-hmm. is your name? What would you like me to call you? Oh, but it's easier. No, I can figure this out. Just teach me. It might take a second, but just teach me. We'll get there. And then with the naming of your child, Mm -hmm. did you, like, how intentional? I I mean, I'm not a parent, so I don't know how the process of, like, thinking of names, et cetera, but that's intentional. I mean, typically in Ghana, it's the man who names the child. So we asked my father to do that. Um, so typically what happens is that when the woman is pregnant, I think like in the seventh or eighth month, she goes to her mother's home and she stays there and she gives birth there. And once she gives birth, she stays at her mother's home for 40 days and all the female relatives kind of cuddle her. So her only job is to feed the baby. That's traditionally. But on the seventh day, the man comes from his home or the, or or the marital home to her family home to claim the child. Mm -hmm. Public ceremony. It's called the naming ceremony. It's early in the morning and the ancestors are called because we believe that time is cyclical. We don't believe that time is linear. So we believe that our ancestors of the past and our ancestors of the future are with us now. So you call them by pouring libation, offering the child up and saying, this is our child. So when you meet this child and this child's spirit, protect this child because this child is one of us and you do the same for the, for the, um, the, the ancestors of the future. And then you name the child so that everybody recognizes that this child has now become a human being. So until the child is named, it's, it's not really a human being. And, you know, we, we have a ceremony, we, uh, we, we put water, salt, honey, and alcohol so that we know what purity, what badness is. So we know the essential tastes of things so that we are not confused along the way. It's a beautiful thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing. So when we, when, when we were becoming parents, um, naming was super important to me. Um, yeah. So we, we, we were very intentional about it. So I think that, that, that idea that the world doesn't just start and stop in Anglo-Saxon European naming custom is very clear, but it's even like with you. I remember I was like, I'm going to start calling you a because I think it's a beautiful name. I just, I don't know why I wouldn't because your parents gave it to you for a reason. Right. And I think it's yeah. gorgeous. Thank you. That's like the first time someone said my name properly about me explaining. <laughs> I'm going to give myself a little gold star. Good. Yeah. No, because I remember you telling me, uh, and I was like, I'm going to start calling you that. And of course I haven't. Cause I've been like, Juliana, Juliana, but you know, we did have the conversation. I was like, I love your name. Ogechi is so beautiful. Why wouldn't you? I mean, gosh, it's a gorgeous name. Like, I'm a big fan of names. I just, I think there's such exquisite jewels of stories. Why wouldn't we 
revel in them? Why wouldn't we be excited by them? If you see the if you see the notes I'm taking right now, that I'm even like scared. <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious! Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh. Before we end this podcast, I have to get it right so that I know, like, so it's ingrained in me and I can be practicing properly. But um, my final question is um, what do you want the world to know about names? I mean, you said so literally, so I can take gems from every single answer you've given me. But if you could make one statement um, that I guess you could share with the world, one final statement about names, what would it be? I would say that names pronounced correctly show respect and are the doorways to multiple worlds of information and storytelling. That's what I'd say. Wow. Thank you so much. This has been like, I think this has been the longest we've gone, but thank you so much for coming on. It's been like a a pleasure. Not a problem at all. Um, Do you have any socials that you'd like to share? Well, um, my, um, Instagram handle is at Noah underscore VTF. So that's N O A underscore VTF. I'm sure you'll have it in the post. And so come visit Mm -hmm. from this month when you're airing this, um, we will be airing season two of found art. And so if you're interested in, uh, African artists from the continent, uh, and interested in how we sketch an African creative family tree, then join us on Tuesdays, 7 p.m. GMT. It's a lot of fun and there's just so much talent on the continent. So yeah, come join me. Word. I love what I, I love what you've done so far, actually, with the first series. Incredible. Like I've had yeah. my favorite interviews each yeah, every time I tune in, it's like a family discussion. Like, <laughs> it feels like home. Great. That's exactly what I want it to be. I want it to feel like you just you're just eavesdropping on two friends having a conversation and learning some new things. So which one was your favorite um episode? The one with um was it Toby? Oh, Toby Tremontang, yes, the cultural yeah. producer. She's excellent. She's excellent. Yeah. But they all are, right? So um and I, that's what I love about this the the series is that something will speak to you and someone will be the one that you're like, right, this is the this is the creative who inspires me and helps me with my craft and with my purpose so yeah okay and now to the learning part again because I need to get this right I'm just gonna end with this (laughs) I'm gonna try Nana very good very good you got it right yeah you just need to relax into it (laughs) now I I could feel your effort so it's just like Nana you know just relax into it and then it's there thank you very much for having me on your podcast and, um, yeah, it was a real pleasure. I'm so proud of you. I, I know I say this every time we speak and I'm like some old auntie, um, in her wrapper, but, um, I just love the fact that you took your time. You had this idea probably in what, 2018, 2017, um, and yeah. to see it come to fruition and to see you just, you know, own it and, um, with such skill and, you know, such creative verb. It's just, it's just very impressive to me. So congratulations. Oh, thank you. Um... Thank you for listening to the No Shame In My Name podcast. Until the next time. Bye.
Don't forget to like, share and follow our content. We're on Instagram at No Shame In My Name Pods.